If you're affected by anything discussed on this podcast or you just want to talk, please reach out to someone for help and support. You can also reach out to ManBlues via email at manblues at gmx.com, at manbluesuk on Twitter, or find us on Mastodon by searching for at manblues. We're not qualified to help, but we can listen. Please don't suffer in silence. I'm Leon Deggs, and I have Man Blues. This week's episode is about talking to myself. Okay, so bear with me here a little bit. So the reason why I've decided to mention talking to myself and or yourself as a possible podcast episode is because I do this a lot, and I mean a lot. And by talk to myself, I mean I have full-blown conversations with myself where I'm playing out both parts. I'll be pretending to be me and pretending to be someone else, or I'll be pretending to be two completely different people. And it all happens when I'm not really paying attention. As in, I'm distracted, I'm doing something in the house, I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm showering, playing both parts, and it's really weird. It, it, it feels really odd. I've been doing it for as long as I can remember. Genuinely, as long as I can remember. I play these conversations out all the time and it could be a number of things. I mean, it could be that I'm reheating or replaying an old conversation I had with someone, maybe where I was anxious, maybe where I wished I'd said something different. I don't think that's unusual. You know, everybody has that story where they say, oh, if only I'd said that at the time. Great, fine. But I also have possible new conversations that have not happened You know, so I might be worried about going into work tomorrow and I just think, oh, I've got to go and see that person. And I don't really like that person. And I know that they're going to be angry about the thing that happened before. So they're going to talk about that. And then I will act out that conversation of, hi, Janet. Hi, Degsy. And I'll play it like that. And it's just a strange thing to do, in my opinion. But there are often also things that will never happen. For example, I have a 5K route that I walk three times a week. And one of those routes takes me past someone's house that I kind of semi-know. I know them to say hello to, I know them a little bit, but not enough. And I have kind of, I don't even want to use the word fantasy, but I might have to use it. I'll be walking around and heading, knowing I'm going to be heading in their direction. And in the fantasy conversation, I bump into them. And I play out what I would say, and I play out what they would say. But as I say, the strange thing about that conversation that I have with this imaginary... Sorry, the person is not imaginary. The conversation is imaginary. The conversation I have with this person is completely made up. And I don't actually bump into people. I don't see people when I'm out walking around. So why would I imagine this scenario where I'm going to be bumping into them and having a conversation with them? And the conversation can be things like, you know, how are you doing? Haven't seen you in a while. Those kind of things that are kind of, I don't know, they're socially awkward, I suppose. There's a little bit of anxiety in there. It's like... How am I going to react when I see that person again? But the point of it is, is that I might not see them, but I'm sort of preparing myself for the eventuality that I will see them. It's almost like some people have said to me in the past that they think I'm quite quick on my feet, I'm quite quick-witted and quite quick with thought. I'm able to think of things to say in most situations. Now there's a part of me that's sort of psychoanalyzing myself and I'm wondering if the reason why people think that about me is because I've worked through all these conversations before I even meet the person in the room. 
And if I know I'm going to be going into a room where there's people I don't know, there's usually something I can find to talk about. Whether it be terrible weather, or something rather more specific like nice earrings. But I'm just wondering, is that because this mechanism of mine is more like a defence mechanism? I'm preparing myself to have a conversation with somebody that I'm not really looking forward to having the conversation. The whole conversation I have with these people is both sides of the narrative, as I've said, and I often end up asking myself some pretty harsh questions through the course of these, this completely made-up, probably anxiety fueled conversation. That isn't a conversation because it's a monologue. It's only in my head and I'm playing both parts. So, inevitably, we have to ask what the internet says about this. I quickly typed into one of our favourite search engines and asked the question... Is it normal that I talk to myself? And of course, yes, it is perfectly normal. Self-talk is a normal and natural part of being human. People talk to themselves for many different reasons, including self-criticism, self-reinforcement, self-management, social assessment, problem-solving, and motivation. The motivation one I've heard of, that's the bit where you look into the mirror and you go, you got this, you're a tiger. Rawr. That sort of thing. Mine isn't self-reinforcement really, self-management, I don't know, social assessment, possibly, self-criticism, potentially, because I do end up in some of these scenarios sort of talking talking to myself about these kind of things and wondering whether, you know, what I would say is correct, whether I'm going to say something inappropriate, you know, because I have a tendency to do that. And that's just an anxiety thing, not a lot I can do about it. So I wanted to find out why do I do it? What's the reasoning behind it? Again, I'm finding some interesting web pages and interesting little bits of snippets of research and so on. And I found this that says, as humans, we have a constant stream of consciousness. We are always experiencing thoughts. For the most part, this is our inner dialogue, our self-talk, which can reflect how we see ourselves and others. Talking to ourselves allows us the ability to clarify our thoughts by speaking them out loud. Again, I buy into that. But that's just me thinking my thoughts, you know, along the lines of what my wife does, where she says, oh, need to bring the washing in. Oh, I need to make sure I shut the window. Those are just affirmation statements. Mine are conversations. So I, I delved a bit further. Is it a mental illness? Now we're getting into the meat and bones of it. The reason why I mention it being a mental illness is because, as you know, when you go on Google, you'll type in a question, it'll give you a couple of links at the top with a little precy of what the actual sort of document is going to read if you click into the link. But then you get that section just below, questions related to your question or answers related to your question. When you expand some of those, you then drill further down. It's quite a fun little path to take. One of those ones that was underneath my question of why do I talk to myself was, is it a mental illness to talk to myself? This was new to me. This genuinely shows the power of research. So the quote was, there are some cases where talking to yourself can be a sign of a mental health condition. Muttering and speaking random sentences out loud could be a sign of schizophrenia. Schizophrenia affects many people worldwide it's more common in young people when they're going through major transitions in their life. Okay, that sounds quite serious and it sounds quite heavy. And at this point, I mean, you know, I'm, I tend to make jokes on the podcast and I tend to say silly things. That doesn't sound silly. That doesn't sound something like I need to be unserious about. If you are experiencing that and you feel that you've got this kind of muttering and random sentences and what have you... 
it doesn't hurt to go and get yourself checked out. It really doesn't. But then I drilled into it a little further and I was like, why am I imagining these scenarios and ending up talking to myself? This way of thinking is called catastrophic thinking and it can be caused by problems with mental health or mental illness. Because of psychological issues or illnesses, a person may make up fake scenarios. Uh, That's me. For instance, an individual with an anxiety disorder might worry all the time about the things they can't change. Well, as I said, some of the conversations I had are replays of conversations I have had with real people in the past. And, you know, the, the anxiety stores those conversations in the brain, doesn't it? And it likes to recall them just as you're feeling comfortable and happy and you're trying to fall asleep and you suddenly remember that conversation you had with a neighbour that didn't go as well as it could have done or that conversation you had at school that didn't go as it planned and when you're asking out your crush and you get, you know, all those things. I tend to replay those conversations a lot less nowadays, but I did used to replay them an awful lot. Ones where I felt anxiety about my behaviour, where I felt I didn't understand because... I'm not a confrontational person, so when a conversation with somebody else ends up being confrontational or even begins confrontationally, I get a kind of a clag in the throat, I can't really speak or breathe properly, and I just, I don't know, I I, I seize up. Those conversations, for some months afterwards, get replayed nearly every day, sometimes more than once a day, because I would like to have had that conversation end or even happen a completely different way to the way it did. I think that's a perfectly normal way to reframe and rephrase a conversation. I I don't think I'm alone in that. But this catastrophic thinking worried me a little bit because it suggests that there's some kind of self-harm in there, that I'm doing myself some kind of damage by having these internal monologues. Is it harmful to be talking to myself and playing out these imaginary scenarios, some of which are even real scenarios that I'm just reheating? So it says self-talk is not a harmful act to engage with and parents or caregivers with children who often talk to themselves should not be worried. It is natural for a person to have an internal monologue while engaging with tasks and processing thoughts and emotions. Now the thing is for me, each one of these explanations has always used the word internal. They say internal monologue, whereas I'm standing in the kitchen doing the washing up, talking, My mouth is moving, my voice is activated, I am speaking. I'm not saying things in my brain. In fact, just before I started recording this podcast, while I was doing the research, I was pulling together all the URLs and I'm a a safe and tidy guy. I basically took a copy of the text file from the last episode, renamed it to this episode, put the episode number on, started typing away and when I got to the bottom of the episode text from the last episode copied, There was the URL, and I immediately thought, upstairs in the brain, ooh, I wonder if I've copied that onto the actual blurb for the podcast episode. Seconds later, and it was more than one second, but seconds later, my mouth said, ooh, I wonder if I've copied that into the blurb for the podcast episode. And I sat there, whilst researching the topic of talking to myself out loud, and thought, I've had that thought in my head, and I've now vocalised it. Why did it have to come out? That's the position I have at the moment. Why does the thought that's been perfectly fine in my head need to be voiced? Why can't it just stay inside? Is it some kind of Tourette's? Is it some kind of brain itch? What is it? Why do I have to vocalise those words? Because the minute they're spoken, they don't rattle around in my head and they stop acting on me. Now, I thought 
originally this was just me playing out scenarios this was me just handling things in my own little way and then I thought well hang on a minute I've always referred to my brain as being binary in terms of when I have to open tasks that are needing to be done my brain is constantly saying have you done that yet and the answer is no have you done that yet no have you done that yet yes I have the minute the answer to that question is yes it's gone so I'm wondering sort of whilst talking whilst working my way through these notes that I've got for this episode I was wondering whether that is why I do it that I'm standing there in the kitchen and I'll have that thought bubble through my brain and if it doesn't get spoken it'll just keep rattling around that's my worry because as I've said before I have a constant jukebox playing in my brain and the problem with having a constant jukebox playing in the brain is that you've always got some noise going on in the background there's never any peace and quiet So I obviously wanted to look into Positivity Corner, which we do quite enjoy here. And normally I would explain at this point how to stop whatever it is that the episode subject is. But this time the sort of consensus seems to be don't stop. Maybe if you are in the in the realms of the schizophrenia side of it, where you are sort of mumbling and muttering and you've got big things going on, maybe seek some advice. In fact, not maybe, seek some advice. Just reassure yourself, if nothing else. If you are some one of these people who's got these thoughts bubbling around all the time and you're thinking and talking and talking and thinking, there's something going on that your brain is trying to process. So yeah, why not? Go and seek some advice, go and seek some help. It could be the case that there's absolutely nothing wrong with you. It could be the case that you're coping with things that you weren't realising you were coping with, that you might be dealing with things that your brain just isn't handling. So go and get some advice. So I read on the Healthline website, it said, feel free to keep doing it. Keep at it. There's nothing strange or unusual about talking to yourself. If self-talk inconveniences you or others or causes problems, a therapist can help you explore strategies to get more comfortable with it or even break the habit if you choose. I'm thinking, how bad is mine? Is it bad? Because my fear with it personally is that I'm going to be overheard and I'm going to be judged. I've never heard my wife talk to herself. I've never been sat in another room and heard her muttering, but I'm pretty certain she's heard me. And the worst thing for me, particularly about recording this podcast for you, is that I am literally sitting here talking to myself. There is nobody else in this room. There's no one for me to bounce off. I can imagine you there listening, but this is a monologue, a researched one, but a monologue nonetheless. And even that line was written. That's how researched it is. I'm reading partially from a script. However, if you are worried about this, there are some tips, and I will put the URLs in the blurb this time, and I don't need to say that out loud again because I've said it. So there's two sides to it, really. First of all, you've got to assess your self-talk, and then once you realise maybe if you do need to do something about it, there are tips for stopping it. So first part is assessment. So number one, figure out whether the self-talk is in your own self or a different voice. So are you talking as you? Number two is examine the content of your self-talk. Three is to assess whether your self-talk is generally positive or negative. Four is to assess how your self-talk makes you feel. And five is to assess how others respond to your self-talk. Well, in my case, I don't know how other people respond because I've never had anybody point out to me that I'm talking to myself. Maybe they're too polite, I don't know. But once you've worked out that you may need to stop or you want to stop, try these steps. One, acknowledge the behaviour. 
Number two is to think more. Try to keep the conversation in your head. Number three is to allow self-talk only in certain situations. So that would be down to you to decide what they are. And number four is to write down your self-talk. Five is to make conversations with people. And six is keep busy. So I was thinking just then as I was reading those out, does my self-talk stop when I'm on my own? Am I just filling the empty noise in the house, you know, the white noise, when there's no one around? Am I talking to myself all the time? Or do I only talk when there's other people about? Do I play out those conversations? Am I quite happy for that voice to be in my head? And I can only answer that the next time I'm in the house on my own. So, I mean, we've reached the end of the episode now, and I do like to give my cute little outros. As I said, I will put that URL in the blurb. In fact, I've got two of them. One for the why we talk to ourselves that gives you a little bit of insight into why you do it. And the other one is about how to stop. Um, Now, if you look at the how to stop URL, I do recommend you read it. There was a lot of text on that page. I've just literally given you the headings. If you read into it, you will see there's lots and lots of brilliant tips there for how to stop doing it if you are concerned about it. So in short, or in long, I'm Leon Deggs and it's nice to be heard, even when I'm talking to myself. So, thank you for listening.